Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Unleash Podcast, a podcast with no bullshit. And with me, Yasmina, a feminist human rights activist, a woman empowerment coach, politics for her founder, and a communication specialist. I am originally from Morocco, but I have lived in seven different countries so far. So I like to say that I breathe multiculturalism, that I am a world citizen and a modern day nomad. I am extremely passionate about women empowerment. So I started this podcast to help as many young women as possible to unleash their potential, whether in their academic, professional or personal journeys. I get asked a lot of questions related to early career, to academia, personal development, among other things. So here I am sharing all my humble knowledge that I have gathered following years of professional experience in the international development and humanitarian field. So let's talk women empowerment and let's match the patriarchy together. Now that you know a little bit more about myself and how my journey began, I thought it would be a great idea to tell you about politics for her. Like many of you, I don't have a dream. I have many. And politics and international relations have always fascinated me. So I studied politics as a major in my undergrad studies. And this is the time where I really started to acquire some of the analytic skills to understand the complexities of our modern world. And I saw politics as an opportunity to contribute to making a positive change in such a troubled world. And as I said in the first episode, my interest in the field arose thanks to both my grandfathers, who were politicians. And I never thought that because I was a woman, and even less because I was a woman of color, that politics would be hard to navigate. As I evolved in an environment where political issues were very often discussed, I considered this field very early. That's why I thought, you know, the knowledge and the understanding of it was crucial for me and was also a very genuine interest. And I always say, in our age, there's no such thing as keeping out of politics. All issues are political issues. That's a quote from George Orwell. Unfortunately, politics are often perceived as a corrupted milieu and as a way to gain money, power and fame. So I really wanted to change this distorted vision from studying political science, political theory in particular. I realized that it was always from a man's perspective. Machiavelli, Thomas Hobbes, Rousseau, Karl Marx. So I told myself, it's time to change that, to change this distorted vision, according to which politics are evil, and to replace it by being for the people, by the people, of the people. And you know why? Simply put, as young people, we should strive and fight for a better world, to defend the right values such as democracy, something that we learn very early on through our political science curriculum, or even social justice, equality, and tolerance. And of course, there's still a long path to world peace. But I do believe that everyone is part of the solution to achieve it, and in particular young women. And if we work as a team and together, we can all make a difference. So after I graduated from my bachelor's and then moved to Costa Rica for my master's, 
I asked myself, why not launch a blog that I could call Politics for Her? Why the name Politics for Her? Because I really wanted to make women understand that pol politics do not need to be men-dominated and that it does include women. And that was the first step towards that, through this platform. And that everybody should be allowed to, and able to raise their voices, to promote their ideas and to share their vision and to listen to one another and learn from each other. At a time where social media were booming, right, with the Arab uprisings, for example, where we saw how one single individual was capable of changing the course of things, we also realized that young people were at the heart of the revolution. So that also made me realize that anyone can be an active participant rather than a passive observer if you compare to the Cold World war era, for example, where you needed to be a superpower in order to mark history. Today, you no longer need to be a superpower. You can simply be someone that has access to digital technologies. And we have to be mindful of the digital divide, especially towards young people, as 360 million young people are disconnected, and it affects young women and girls even more. But I do believe in the powerful and positive use of social media platforms because they have shown that they do have a powerful and positive influence. At a time where we also do not trust mainstream media, let's be honest, I wouldn't say that journalism is dead, but I would say that it's not as ethical or as powerful as it used to be. It used to be a weapon of the truth, which is no longer the case. It's owned by four corporations. It has a very Western-centric perspective. Countries of the Global South receive little to no media coverage, and that's also one of the main reasons why I decided to launch Politics for Her. Another main reason was that I would see a lot of young women share their fitness journey or share beauty advice or fashion advice, which I don't think there's anything wrong because I believe that everybody should be free to express themselves, but I did not feel represented. I did not feel that I could relate to that. And to be honest, I also thought that it reinforced typical stereotypes according to which women should be beautiful and focus on their physical attributes. So I thought that I could launch a platform where I could show that women are more than their beauty, their, that women are more than their physical attributes, that they're also brains, and that they're also capable of expressing and voicing their opinions, whether they come from a political background per se, or even any other background. Because as I said earlier, everything's political today, whether it's architecture or business, or STEM, or tech. Everything is political. We need our representation at all levels and at the highest levels, because the more we're represented meaningfully and with all inclusiveness, with an intersectional approach, the more our concerns and needs are voiced out, the more they will be included in policies and legislations and overall in decision-making processes. So I do think that representation is key as long as it is from an intersectional and meaningful approach. 
So here I moved to Costa Rica and I started working on launching this thing that I found. Politics for her. I, f I don't remember even how I found this name, but I was looking and thinking and looking and thinking. Then I had to figure out how to create a logo. Oh my God, the first logo was so terrible. Then I had to figure out how to create a website. I didn't know how to do any of those, but I thought I have to learn on my own. And I have access to the internet, YouTube, Google. Those are your best friends, whatever you want to learn in life. So I launched Politics for Her in October 2017. It's been over five years now. And at first I would just share my articles that I wrote throughout my academic journey. I would share some interesting profiles that I called women warriors. I would share some breaking news, just expressing myself. And of course, before launching, I had a lot of self-doubts and limiting beliefs, thinking that no one is gonna like it and that it's not gonna be successful. You know, the usual self-sabotage. But then I thought, I'm going to do this for myself and for no one else. So I did, and everybody loved it. But of course, some didn't, <laughs> but I don't care about them. And I got so many messages of young women from across the world, but especially from Morocco, telling me that they loved it and that they thought that it really represented them. And some confessed that they always wanted to do something similar, but never took the next step. Then I graduated. I kept on posting on politics for her. It kept on growing. Then I moved to the US and I kind of stopped for a little bit because I was working so intense. But then when I got back, when the pandemic hit, I thought, I think it's time to feature other voices. So I launched a call for submission and I had, I think, around 50 submissions from every corner of the globe with so many different topics from international security to sustainability or traditional politics or architecture. So many different topics and I loved it so much. I felt that I was providing a platform for these women to express themselves and to share their insights on topics they're extremely passionate about. After leading politics for her on my own for almost three years, after learning so much about community building, social media managing, and um, all those very interesting skills, I thought it's time for me to open a call for volunteers to build a team and to teach them everything I've learned throughout these past three years of gathering experience, whether through politics for her or outside. Because what I did at the same time is throughout my career, I focused on communication so that I could learn even more on social media, on fundraising, on advocacy work, and that was great. So I launched a call for applications and I got about 15 volunteers, I think. So I started teaching them the ways I started creating documents, communications guidelines, things I've never did before. But if I realize something is that sometimes we should just not overthink and just do things, <laughs> like literally just do it. And I feel that that's what happened throughout my politics for her journey as a founder. 
And I don't think that we're ever ready for anything in life, but we just have to jump into any opportunity without overthinking it, which I believe is what I did. I launched politics for her after overthinking for months and thinking that I sucked and that no one would like it. But then people did. So it gave me strength to keep on going and it fueled my mission. So then I launched the call for contributions, the call for volunteers. It's like it was gradual. After we launched the call for volunteers, I built an amazing team where many of them are still part of the team and I'm so grateful for them because they've been there for, since day one. I'd like to say they're the OGs. And once they got a hand of how things were going, they decided to launch their own projects, such as a podcast, for example. We also had book reviews, movie reviews. So we started having a new type of content. Not only that, but they decided themselves to bring more volunteers on board. And this time, they were able to teach them everything that was taught to them through the workshop that I was holding to give all and share all the knowledge and skills that I've accumulated. Because even though they're volunteers and I wish I could pay them millions of dollars for their work and their time and their passion, but we do not have these resources. So what I like to do is to teach them everything I learn, to share this knowledge with them, but most importantly, to make sure that they know that this is our platform and not just mine. I just created the platform, but that's it. We're all equal in that sense. And that they're always welcome to showcase leadership, create their own projects. And I love to see that because it's an opportunity to provide women with the platform to raise their voices, to break stereotype, to encourage active participation in civil society and beyond. So then after the team grew, we decided to launch new hubs with different languages, but also focusing on different regions, Africa, Swana, Ibero-America, Europe, and now we just launched Asia. But our wish was to be more inclusive in terms of languages, but also more representatives and target these regions that do not necessarily receive as much coverage as the West, for example. And I thought also that within the media landscape, there was a lack of feminist and youth perspective. That's also a very huge component of the way that we cover the news. So now we have a team of over 70 young women from all over the world, and we share content in different languages, Arabic, English, French, Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, and we're just growing and growing, and hopefully we'll keep on growing. We got our first grant this year, and we implemented the Women for Leadership project. It was funded by Women Deliver, and it's a project that educates young women in Morocco on dismantling patriarchal stereotypes related to their sexual and reproductive health rights which is a big issue in countries like Morocco because we cannot talk about meaningful women, women's political participation if there is so many additional barriers, gender-based violence, a lack of access to their sexual reproductive rights, and a non-existent framework of comprehensive sex education. So we need to break those 
taboos surrounding these topics so that women can be set free, improve access to their rights. So that's what we're currently doing right now. And it's been so amazing, such a beautiful journey with kick-ass participants, with the team that has been going beyond to ensure that the program is rolling well. But basically what we do at Politics for Her is that we do a lot of advocacy work. We do a lot of digital activism. We also are starting to do more policy-oriented work. So this year too, Politics for Her Africa released a report on violence against women in Morocco with a focus on national laws versus commitment to international law. We've been forging partnerships and it's just the beginning. It's really just the beginning. But for those who don't know, Politics for Her is a feminist youth-led movement and blog that advocates for the inclusive participation of young women and girls in politics. What we do is we help young women become catalysts for progress, for change, for human development in our society. And we are committed to assisting and providing resources for these young women so that they can become active participants in politics, in international relations, and in diplomacy. Because our main message is that your voice and your ideas matter and they shape the world we live in. So we strive to build a community that allow us to raise our voices and promote our ideas, share a vision while we empower women to be that change that we want to see in the world. So that's kind of the work that we're doing. And I always get asked, how can I get involved? Don't worry, I'll tell you now. First way you can get involved is to contribute. We welcome contributions from students, from academics, and practitioners at all levels, and particularly from young women and girls from the global south, marginalized communities, LGBTQIA+, displaced young people. So we usually share these posts on our social media platforms as well as on our newsletter. If you want to contribute, send the title and a draft version of your post to politicsforher at gmail.com. And of course, let us know who you are, include a short bio and a professional headshot, and why you're submitting an article on this issue. If you want more details on the submission guidelines, you can check our website. Then of course, you can volunteer. And we invite all young people, no matter where they come from, as long as they identify as intersectional feminists and they want to smash the patriarchy with us, and in particular young women, you know, and they must be youth, identify as feminists, and commit to 10 to 20 hours of volunteer work monthly. You don't need to have previous leadership experience because we want to provide you with this chance to become the leader that you want to become. Then you can also subscribe to our newsletter, which we send weekly. And that's pretty much it. You can follow us on social media, of course. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. So follow us. On Instagram, we have a profile for each hub, but for the rest, it's just one profile. So if you're interested in Politics for Her Swana, you can check out Politics for Her Swana. If you're interested in Europe, it's politics for her Europe, and so on and so forth. But that's basically 
ways for you to get involved and to stay in touch. We can also partner. So if you are an organization that is youth-led, that does work related to women's empowerment or political participation or gender equality, then you can hit us up and let's make sure that we partner in the best light possible. If you have any questions about politics for her, you can always feel free to reach out to me. But that was the story of how politics for her came into life and where we are right now. And I just have to say that after these five years, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of all the young women that believe in the mission, but that are also working hard to express their voices and to convey their messages. And this wouldn't be the case without a team of amazing volunteers. So I have so much gratitude and love for their incredible work and for being part of this journey because we are creating a safe space as well as a community where we are embracing sisterhood and at the same time smashing the patriarchy. So thank you so much for listening and thank you for everyone who has been part of the journey. Take care.